Well, hello there. What's a smark, you ask? Well, we're a special type of fan who understands and appreciates the product on a more in-depth level than you. Or so we like to think. And now, the world's foremost authority. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. It's too late yeah. for me. I'm like Gollum and the Ring Man. I'll jump in the fucking lava. It's, I don't want to, but it's gonna happen. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. Hug Life, man. Hug Life, man, not Thug Life. What is this? Why is Bailey Thug Life now instead of Hug Life? You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome everybody back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm not sure what's more interesting, the Enzo and Cass promo of them breaking up, or uh, the possible revelation of Joe breaking his foot? In slow pitch softball. In slow pitch softball? We're not quite sure. <laughs> there's, there's some mysterious past of potential... Uh, you might have broken your foot before, or you did break your foot before. Definitely broke my foot before. But you're not sure, not if, sure it's if it's this broken time. again. Yeah. You know, the story keeps flip-flopping back and forth. I think you might be about to turn heel on me. Is this, uh, are you about to cast onto my Enzo? <laughs> oh, oh, nice tie in there. So seg- segment of the week then, right? Tell me it ain't true, Joe. <laughs> Don't Single make me start tier. crying in the promo to make it really Single- sound very good. No. Okay, so we had the, the, the dual crying this week of uh, Enzo in the breakup of Enzo and Cass and Carmella on Talking Smack. And I think Enzo beat really her good. by a long shot. I mean, Carmella's was really good, though, but Enzo's was so fucking perfect. He got the single tier. like <laughs> The single mm-hmm. tier that just goes down the cheek. <laughs> All right, is it, like, am I a little bit of a bitch for having to kind of hold back tears like i didn't actually cry but i had to hold back like i actually had to force myself to not what oh, no, no, no no i felt the same and i i get that way do you get that way a lot with tv shows i do get that a lot with tv shows and i think part of alive why it was so good was it in this promo you got to see it definitely in enzo and you got to see a little bit in cast every once in a while he broke character just a little bit you could see oh yeah he looked a little in. sad like like it was really sad to see. It. It's like, yeah, like these guys put in so much work and so much time, and they're, you know, I assume really good friends in mm-hmm. real life. You know, doing this tag team, and of course they're probably still going to be fucking riding together and all that shit while they're still on Raw. But still, just you know, the amount of time they're going to spend together is a lot less because now they're going to be doing different shit. Yeah, and just that you know they're not doing that tag team anymore, which was yeah. such a fun thing for them, I think. Well, especially, like, you gotta think about both... This tag team brought both of them to the show, right? Right. They were both floundering in NXT before that. <laughs> yeah, neither one of those guys really could get a whole lot of steam by themselves, but then they found something together, and they both grew... Especially Cass, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Enzo's kind of still Enzo. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, so Cass has to... Like, Cass knows that without this tag team, he's not in the position he's in now. Mm-hmm. Or it may have taken a complete different path. We never know. But yeah, this is what brought him to Raw. This was this is what put him in that was it the Fatal Four Way for like the number one contendership uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, so, yeah, it was part of when Enzo was injured, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought, man, this this fucking promo was great, and it is. It was it was kind of weird because coming off that really bad part of Corey Graves doing like the weird commentary over the security video 
<laughs> and like, okay, so here's my other fucking question as far as the security video. Like, why the fuck did they decide to go with the security video of showing Cass just decide to lay down instead of showing like, I don't know, maybe security footage of Cass attacking Enzo? Like, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't that have been like a better thing to show? Or sh- show Cass laying down first as like a lead-in uh, and then show Cass attacking Enzo. I guess. Although, you know, I guess, would they still have been able to tell the whole story of Enzo at first kind of still doubting and being like, Cass, I know there's some sort of explanation. Like, tell me what's really going on. And then Cass mm. revealing the whole thing. Like, Because if he had just shown him attacking him, then there would be no doubt. So yeah. I guess that shows that extra level of, like, Enzo still can't believe it. And that leads into Cass's whole point of, I was trying to fuck with you to see how stupid you are. And you prove that you're even dumber than you look. Oh, that was, I, was, I, I loved that someone like just did our commentary of pointing out how dumb a face can be yeah <laughs> and oh my gosh like so one of my favorite fucking lines from that too which was i think a really good like description for a lot of what enzo does is the whole like uh you kept writing checks that your ass can't cash yeah yeah because i was always behind you it was like perfect and they even brought in like it wasn't just in storyline he was like you tweeted about conor mcgregor like losing to mayweather he was like Conor McGregor could kick your ass. Like, yeah, I mean, because he's such a culturally relevant guy, I guess I was still okay with it, but I was still just kind of like, it felt like such a shoehorned in, you know, WWE always does those, like, we try to stay relevant by talking about relevant things. Well, yeah, because the the fight was just announced, they, they needed to shoehorn in. But I just liked that it was like... Right, like, that's something that... I, I looked at it in a like different that, way. Like, yeah. You know, because that, that made sense in his character. Like, he just constantly yeah. calls out fights that he can't win because, you know, Cass yeah. is there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that that was really good. So where do you think Enzo goes from here? Do you think he's gonna maybe go to the cruiserweight division? Do you think maybe he's gonna find like another tag team partner, either Big Show or somebody else? I think they they see him in a tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what either happens is they try to put him as a like a single star, not in the cruiserweight division. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I can't imagine. I can't picture Enzo in there. Ooh. I just got a fucking idea. What if he starts his own stable? Like, he's just a straight-up manager. Like, opposite mm-hmm. of Titus O'Neil, And he's got, like, the Enzo brand or the Enzo something else. And he's <laughs> just going around recruiting people. And then he can come up with all sorts of custom, cool intros for different guys. So, you know, like, you have the seven-foot-tall, and you can't teach that for Cass. You uh-huh. know, but, like, I don't know. Maybe he could, like, convert Apollo Crews, like, steal him from Titus O'Neil, <laughs> And he'd be like, you know, he's a Apollo Crews and... How the fuck would you say cleverly that, like, how the fuck is he this muscular and this jacked, but he can still fucking, like, jump off the top rope and do, like, standing moonsaults? I'm <laughs> and sure he can't he teach that. Or something, yeah. <laughs> you know, he would, I'm sure that he'd be able to do something like that, but exactly, like, be able to create custom cool intros for all these different guys and just talk about why they're awesome, which is I mean, what a fucking manager does, right? That would be the ideal situation for Enzo. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they, if WWE sees him in that way. I mean, because they're how, so how can they not? they're so they're on the they're on the fence about the manager thing. That's that's so ridiculous, especially with like okay, perfect fucking example recently. Uh, how much has fucking Miz flourished with Maurice by his side? Oh yeah, like he went from being the like one of the fucking worst guys consistently for years in that company, and then his wife came there, and all of a sudden he's just like turning shit around, making the Intercontinental title awesome. 
Like, look at the more recently Apollo Cruz. And Apollo Cruz with Titus O'Neil, it's something that's really starting to get going a little bit. Like Exactly. How how the fuck can they have that mentality when they have like you can't have Brock Lesnar there without Paul Heyman? Oh my god, like, remember when they tried to have Brock without Heyman? Jesus Christ. How can they be <laughs> they're it's ridiculous. Or like fucking New Day. It's like what the like if you the majority of the time you just have Kofi and Biggie doing the matches, so why are you paying Xavier Woods? Oh, because he enhances the act by yes. being a manager most of the time. Yeah. You know, so I just don't and know. Enzo, yeah, oh my god, that would be the perfect spot for Enzo. Just like Xavier does it. Yeah. Talks it, most of the time. Perfect. Every once in a while gets in the ring. Exactly, because everyone, Which he, is, he can do the good comedy wrestling from time to time, but he's just very yeah, limited and, in the ring. And that's the best thing about a heel manager, and if he ever does a heel manager thing, is that the guys that can wrestle take good bumps for him. Like, because the heel manager, the, the draws that eventually he gets his ass kicked. Exactly. Or then, you know, in the case of the face manager, then he can be, like, the perfect guy that, you know, every once in a while, then the heel gets his hands on him and, you know, can look like a piece of shit because he beats up Enzo. Yeah. Like, or Enzo gets the upper hand and the crowd goes home happy. Right. Like, you know, he can slip on a banana peel and Enzo mm-hmm. can smack him with his, uh, you know, fucking microphone that's got the leather print on it or the yep. leopard print on it. <laughs> and then do his stupid yeah. little dance, the little like, running in place dance. Yeah. <laughs> The, the little shuffle. Mm-hmm. Exactly, the little shuffle. Stolen straight from uh, Shane McMahon. <laughs> you know what? There we go. Here's your WrestleMania 34 match. Uh, Shane McMahon Shane versus, versus Enzo in a shuffle off. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We found and the perfect role. Then Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett come out and start strutting. <laughs> yeah, we have the, the strut off. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the shuffle off. Both on WrestleMania 34. What city is 34 in? Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, that's right. Yeah. Hey, guys, remember when we fucking brought you WrestleMania 30, the best one in the last couple of years? It's about to get a whole lot fucking worse. <laughs> best tagline ever. Uh, so, want to run down uh, Money in the Bank? Yeah, let's get into Money in the Bank, and let's let's actually go in a different order. Let's save money, the women's Money in the Bank for last, because yeah. I think we're really going to dig into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to get out of the way, pre-show, we had Hype Bros uh, defeating the Colognes. Uh, that was fine. This like, is obvious. Like, obviously, I think I kind of wanted Fashion Police to have this spot, uh-huh. because they're doing, they were supposed to be kind of having that feud with Colognes, but, uh, you know, it kind of made sense to give something to the Hype Bros here, just to... Yeah, with the returning Zack Ryder in. Right. Although it's like, I, it just seemed cockamamie to throw this sort of shit together. Like, why didn't they just have the Hype Bros fight the Ascension? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but it was fine. The Hype Bros needed some sort of win to build their credibility now, because now they're going to try and go for the tag titles again. Like, mm-hmm. building off their whole... But they have to... Right, they have to... What is it? They have to beat, beat the, Usos. the Usos in a non-title match first. I think they might get a cheap because I think New Day is gonna fuck them over the Usos mm. to get in their head. Yeah. So then Hype Bros will get a match against the Usos that they'll eventually lose. And then one of them turns heel. Maybe not right away, but it'll start fueling that storyline, like start yeah. fueling the frustration, like oh fuck, we lost the title match, and then they're like trying yeah, to the, get another the, title the, match. The, like fuck, we couldn't even get another title match. The slight hinting of like the look from one of them to the other and. Right, like, yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Uh, let's see. What do we uh, after that? Then, uh, so then we'll just run down the rest of the cards, skipping women's for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Day going against the Usos for the tag team championships. Um, we had uh, the New Day technically win by countout, but mm-hmm. obviously the title did not change hands. I thought this was a pretty good match, actually. Yeah, I liked the uh, I like their dynamic. I'm really looking forward mm-hmm. to more from the New Day and the Usos. I think they gel really well together. Yeah, like you know, all these guys are really good wrestlers. They have good chemistry. They feuded before when there wasn't like the brand split, right? I think so. But it was like the opposite, wasn't it? When like the Usos were face at that time. It might be. I think like I think they might have. But it, it was probably their early heel days. I think when they feuded with the Usos, because mm-hmm. then the, one of the Usos got injured for like a year or something, right? It was a really long time. Yeah. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember when in the timeline that was. But yeah, I think that matches up right. Like I think they probably feuded in New Day's really early times when they were the heels. So now that then, yeah, the roles are reversed. It's a fresh feud, and these guys do work really well together. And actually, like both of their acts are better now. Like I think mm-hmm. the Usos are really starting to find their groove in this heel gimmick. Oh my god, they're killing it! And the New Day, of course, has been killing it for a while now. They just they just the, have always the need a competition Day... that steps up to their level, and the Usos are stepping up. The, the New Day, I what they did was just great. They took him off TV for a while. I know it was because Kofi was injured, but they took both Big E and Xavier off. Mm-hmm. Now they're fresh. Now they're on SmackDown. They have these fresh opponents and the Usos. Everything is just clicking right. Right. And, I mean, it's unfortunate that uh, just the way that the, a lot of the card played out with a lot of heels winning and a lot of, like, cockamamie finishes. Like, I thought the actual count-out finish in this match made sense, isolated mm-hmm. in of itself. So it's just kind of unfortunate that it was such a like like fuck we're coming off of such weird shitty finishes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah in of itself I thought this made sense because like with the Usos it was like well fuck yeah like hey we don't need to fucking do this like we fought hard for a little while and this is above our pay grade like <laughs> yeah and obviously continues the feud in a great way right uh, then we got by far the best match of the night and it was Naomi defeating Lana. <laughs> for the women's championship. I mean, thank God that Naomi kept the title, right? Like, I'm oh just, my god! At, if I'm, Lana won that title in that god awful match, oh my god! Yeah, Lana uh, needs to not wrestle, at well, least right now. I mean, I I think there's something wrong. Like, she just she needs to realize that she's on the bottom of the totem pole. And I think in reality, she probably does. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows how so, fucking insane she actually is, but like in storyline, it just needs to be more evident. And like, what how you make that more evident in the ring is you don't give her a power move set. Like, why the fuck is she doing all these weird power lifts and oh just like, punches and shit? She's like this little twiggy blonde she's, bitch. I was gonna say boobs. she's half the size of Naomi. Like she, she's a fucking model. She's not an athlete. Have yeah. her do the shit where like she has to fucking. St- poke somebody in the eye and she's trying to like constantly get people caught up in the ropes like you remove the turnbuckle that's the sort of shit she needs to be doing actually she probably needs to have rusev out there cheating for her to be honest if they're gonna do anything Um, with her but she she honestly just needs to not be a wrestler i mean come on after all the progress that they they've done for the women the 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 two matches tonight have (laughs) kind of like regressed it just a little bit but oh but you know what? Then again, like sometimes you just need bottom feeders in a division, and yeah. she could just be a girl that loses to people. 
Yeah, yeah that could be just, a lot of place. Not in a women's championship match yet. Well, yeah, that like this was a fucking stupid idea, but that's the yeah. reality when every other woman is in the fucking ladder match. <laughs> I mean, I I just think back like they still have Summer Rae sitting backstage somewhere. Um, like I think she could have put on a better match. Well, Summer Rae's on Raw. Oh, is she? I mean, I, think... I haven't seen her in forever, so I forget I which know. roster she's even on. <laughs> I don't know. I think. But you get what Raw. I mean. Like there's there's these women in the back that aren't getting used and lana gets this title shot and it was just god awful mm-hmm. yeah so uh, pretty bad but at least tamina or oh, jesus christ naomi kept the title because i was about to i was about to maybe go on a thing about it. I was like well you know they could have just taken tamina out of the ladder match because she didn't need to be in that anyway yeah <laughs> they could have had like tamina would have given at least a little bit better match oh yeah definitely no by lana. far better so yeah anyway we um, don't need that anyway then we got Oh, so a match that really surprised me and how good it was was uh, Jinder versus Orton with Jinder retaining the championship. I guess this was this was okay. I just thought I I felt Randy wasn't so Randy. I feel like has been just mailing it in recently, and I felt like tonight he actually put something into it. Maybe yeah, like because after they were in his hometown, or his yeah because his dad was there. It was I just thought great. Yeah, I feel like in in some of the ending sequence there, like after his dad was getting manhandled and he was fucking up the Singh brothers, like then he really turned on the gas. Yeah. But yeah, just like I don't know, Ginger is so like average at best <laughs> that I just well, that's why it was all on Randy for this match, right? Like right. And yeah, like even with Randy, it's like I think he, I just I would have so rathered. Oh, God damn it! Like I just I wish. Like, Randy had just kept the title from before. Just, whatever, fuck gender. Rusev could have been the guy that had the match at this point. I think Randy Orton and Rusev could have had an okay match, actually. Like, mm-hmm. Rusev is a good enough wrestler that if Randy Orton decided to give a shit, they could have had a good match. Yeah, and absolutely. Because I fucking wanted to see, at SummerSlam, like, a Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Like, that's what I wanted to see. Oh my god, that would be And then AJ match. Styles take the title again. Like, mm-hmm. that would have been great, but whatever. Uh, this was this was okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He had some of that hometown fire, which of course means he loses. <laughs> uh, but then we had some hometown fire. Not really, but they they won. Was Brizango against the Ascension? Yeah, I mean, I guess at least they got them the card right, so they get some yeah. sort of uh, pay bonus, and they got a win. Yeah, and they got a win over the Ascension. <laughs> when are these guys uh, just gonna get fired? Well, one of them has a strike on the uh, wellness policy, right? I think it's Connor. Yeah, I think you're right. So, Good, you two know, more if, strikes. If you're to get rid of one of those guys, get rid of Connor. He's he's such yeah. a, just a lumbering fat fuck. Like, yeah, because I've at least heard on like different podcasts guys talk about Victor, and they say he's really cool backstage. At least I've heard nothing about Connor whatsoever. I feel like because their best time was their time in NXT when they had the longest mm-hmm. reigning tag team title run. Yeah. And, like, Victor was actually kind of decent. Like, Connor was just kind of, like, his heavy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like you could do something else with Victor. Like, throw him in a tag yeah. team with somebody else or some shit. It Revamp him in some way. Give him another character. Yeah. Or, you know what? Like, just give these guys some sort of direction. Like, you know what? All right. With, as far as their iconography and shit, can you at least maybe make these guys, like, Alistair Black's minions? <laughs> like, let yeah, Alistair I mean, Black just have some minions. Why not? How, how excited were you? Were we when they they teamed up when they teamed up with uh, Stardust? Yeah, I mean, at least it was something. Some, yeah, 
I think these guys are perfect, just little like putty minion fucks. Yep. But you know, with like as far as their whole like ascension, they've got like the Illuminati, like weird cult magic shit going on. Like that fits in with Alistair Black's like you know dark magic cult shit. And I think that would move them away too from the LOD looking, uh, yeah, like thing. You know what if what if he almost even started to like do some kind of like weird magic shit like not quite to the same level of like undertaker or like mil muertes and katrina but like something like that where he's like fucking with them like he makes them like go out there and like fuck people up yeah that'd be kind of cool yeah anything different like just literally <laughs> whatever you could throw at the wall i think would uh, be an improvement yeah fucking try it for these guys right yeah um then we had the men's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, which ended the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron Corbin uh, winning the briefcase. Uh, the highlight here being that as Shinsuke made his entrance, Baron Corbin came out and attacked him at first, which took Shinsuke out of most of the match, coming back in later. Um, and having... Uh, I love the stare-down with uh, Shinsuke and AJ. Man, that was awesome. That, that's got to be the match now, though, right? Yeah, except my only problem with it, it's a small critique, was I think the camera angle was off. Okay, fair enough. I, I just think it should have been like, you know, the, the angle where you just have the two of them looking at each other. They both move, like, their hair out of their way to stare at each other. like, mm-hmm. um, And, like, instead of doing just one shot, they kind of split up into two, and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, no. I think it could have been more powerful <laughs> the other way. <laughs> Well, maybe they also have that shot. They just decide to cut the camera. So they can mm-hmm. have that in, like, a video package. Leading oh, up yeah. to, like, whatever. If they have, like, a SummerSlam or WrestleMania. They're having I, something. I mean, they have to after that, right? Yeah, yeah, Like, the crowd just ate that shit up. Vince. And, and people have been talking about it. Yeah, this is a match. Vince doesn't tease stuff like that in a, in a major match like that without coming through. So. Yeah, you're mostly right on that. Um, but yeah, like I think a lot of things were really good about this match. This was a really fun Bunny in the Bank ladder match. Yes, it was. Like even though I'm still fucking like, God damn it! Like they shouldn't have given this to Corbin. He's not going to be ready within a year to be the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess at this point, when this is like this is the fucking consequence of letting Jinder Mahal have the title. <laughs> so like, fuck it. Why not? Like we could have let Baron Corbin have the title. <laughs> Baron Corbin's as good as Jinder Mahal because that's true. Isn't this... It's kind of like Russo booking, right? It's like, yeah. who would they least expect to win this? Baron Corbin. All right, he's winning. <laughs> but that's, like... But because it's such a stupid, weird decision... Like, because they have such a boner for a guy like him... Mm-hmm. That it's like, it made all the sense in the world. And everybody knew yeah. it. It's like, yeah, Baron Corbin's gonna win. Even though he shouldn't. And he sucks. But now, because of Jinder Mahal having the title, they can justify it. It's like, well, you... Like, fuck. Because, I mean, am I wrong in saying that Baron Corbin like sucks as much as Jinder Mahal like they're out, they're pretty equivalent yeah. yeah I would put Baron slightly above Jinder but yeah honestly I would too I think Jinder actually has a better look overall yeah. but that's the only thing he has over Corbin Baron has better matches Baron has better matches but they're still not great like yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah I'm saying just relative to each other exactly right yeah yeah it's uh, like well it's, Baron Corbin is a C minus Whereas Jinder Mahal is a D plus, <laughs> like 
These are the sort of things we're debating. <laughs> One of them is just passing. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is just barely passing. Oh. Christ. <laughs> so then we're going to end with the match that actually started the main card. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match with Carmella winning thanks to an assist from James Ellsworth. So break break this down for me. Like, What was your reaction to the finish? What the fuck? <laughs> because as much as I get what they were going for, you want the heel reaction of James Ellsworth grabbing the, the briefcase and passing it to Carmella, but to hype it up as... Um, this is the first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match, and mm. a guy is the first thing to to touch the briefcase. It just it blew my mind of what the fuck were they thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I want to go through a timeline with you, and let's discuss kind of like our our feelings on the situation as this story evolved. Because all okay. right, so step one is we have the ladder match, which I thought was actually pretty decent. Like it wasn't super amazing. But it was decent. Like, they had a couple good spots. You know, Charlotte had the crazy jumpy flip maneuver. Uh, and then we get to the ending sequence there where, like, Becky's going up the ladder. Ellsworth pushes her off. Mm-hmm. And then, so at this point, you know, then we have the actual finish. My initial impression right after this finish was, because I thought this is what was going to happen, was that, you know, Ellsworth was going to start climbing the ladder. And then Becky was going to pop back in and then take out Ellsworth. I yeah, I, like I a, thought. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I thought he would be like his. He would be fingertips like on the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Becky most likely, or one of the other women, tips the ladder, and he does the uh, nut nut shot on the. Oh, roof. perfect! I didn't even fucking think of that. Perfect. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, oh, someone's gonna knock him off. He's gonna like, oh, what is it? What do they call it? Split on the rope. Yep. And like fall off to the side. Perfect. All right exactly so he split onto the rope and then like while that's happening then Carmella has enough time to recover and then she could like you know super kick Becky climb up the ladder get the briefcase yeah because then you still get the heat of Ellsworth caused the distraction enough to allow Carmella to win Mm -hmm. but you don't have him winning the match for Carmella Mm -hmm. yeah so this is what I thought initially when we saw the react like the match and I was like this is fucking bullshit and I thought, I was like, this is what they should have fucking done. But then about a minute went by, and I caught myself and was like, holy shit. I had a legitimate fucking angry reaction. This was genius. Either on purpose or they have stumbled accidentally. Or they did until they fucked it up. Stumbled accidentally into some of the greatest heat. Because people I think were they, legitimately pissed. I think they stumbled accidentally. Exactly. So, like... And so then, all right, so they did that, and I think they should have kept with that booking. Now, then later we had the interaction where she came out and teased the cash-in against Naomi. Yeah, she kind of walked around the ring. I think it actually would have been really fucking interesting if they had gone with the possibility of her actually cashing in on Naomi and winning. Like, because they had done the angle, like, because already in the show they had announced it, it's like, oh, well, Daniel Bryan's going to address this on SmackDown yes and so then she was like oh well you're gonna try and address it well fuck you i'm gonna steal the title before that happens then it'll be too late i thought they were i thought that same exact thing because that would have been some super heat especially yeah. after coming off of the fucking heat they already got after getting the briefcase that way Mm-hmm. 
that could have been crazy but they didn't do that that doing that after the way they did that finish might have redeemed it a little bit maybe because it was like all right at least carmella got the title out of it mm -hmm. so i still think it's fine that she got the bunny bank briefcase but then we fast forward to smackdown and then we have this running fucking angle with all the women like approaching daniel bryan doing the whole like you have to reverse this decision do the right thing and all this sort of shit and you know carmella basically comes out and explains to everybody the history of the money in the bank ladder match and just the you know laying out the rules that there are no rules so what they did was not illegal she technically did win the match because she was the first women to first woman to get the briefcase mm-hmm. so she won you know and laid out about how like seth rollins has used kane and there have been all sorts of other outside interferences with like you know in the past so it's not uncommon yeah the only thing was it sounded like she was trying to argue in that that this kind of result has happened before and it actually hasn't even in regular ladder matches with titles but like the same level of interference has happened like it's really not that much of a stretch it's like oh i guess he technically nobody else has un you know latched the briefcase and then handed it to them but like who fucking cares like somebody else has carried somebody else up the ladder yeah exactly while they were like dead to help them or uh, it's the same shit ziggler got the ic title the one time with Oh, it was a triple threat. And, like, the two other guys dropped the title. Mm-hmm. Like, the two guys grabbed we the title, the... were fighting mm-hmm. over it, and then it dropped to the ring, and Ziggler dove on top of it. Well, there you I go. That's who it perfect was, precedence. Then that it's like, oh, yeah, well, whoever touches it. But it was it, like, yeah. well, the argument for that one is that it was two guys in the match. Well, but, like, so James Ellsworth down. can't win it because he's not a legal participant yeah. in the match. So No, 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 yeah. It doesn't matter if he grabbed it first. Mm-hmm. It's just then whoever touched it after he, you know, dropped it from the latch. So like if Becky had come in and snatched it after he dropped it, then Becky would have won. Which actually would have been a fucking amazing spot. Wouldn't that have been fucking clutch as fuck? Yeah, it would have. Oh my god. Wouldn't that have been the... Oh my gosh. Damn it, that would have been awesome. If he had dropped it, and then Becky dove like right over Carmella's head and caught the briefcase <laughs> holy shit <laughs> they should have done that alright intercepted god damn it cause I, I was totally behind their booking but now I just came up that's, that's what they should have done that would have been the best what if they do that now in the, in the rematch <laughs> like they try no. to repeat it and then back in <laughs> I, I think alright so I'll give you my quick idea for what they're gonna do for that rematch though cause we'll get to the oh. whole so I guess we should say no, no, no. Uh, wait, yeah, okay. we'll, no, it's fine. We'll, right, we'll yeah. go sequentially. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so we had the match, and then Dan on SmackDown. Then Dana Bryan comes out with all the women, and then he also lays out the history of the Money in the Bank ladder match. How there's been all sorts of interference. Basically says that yeah, Carmella did win the match, and, and then, then there was no rule against it. And there's no rule against it. And then just is like. But in fairness of women, essentially, I guess, is what the essential thing of his argument, because she fucked up the history <laughs> of women, we're going to take the briefcase. I'm going to explain to you, Joe, if you don't already agree with me, why this is actually more shitting on women than if he had just let it stand. Because he's trying to be, like, he's trying to mansplain it to them, like, no women, this is bad, here you go, like... 
Well, on that level, and then also on the same level that it's like, well, this is like on all technicality, she won the match, but we're going to give you special treatment because they've never just overturned another Money in the Bank ladder match, but we're going to do it in the case for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a special ruling for you because, oh, you complained enough about how she won, even though she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> but because you complained and you didn't want her to win that way, we're going to reverse the decision so that we can do it fair. And that James Ellsworth won't be able to be there at ringside. Because he's being banned in this rematch, right? Like, this is so much bullshit. Pretty much. Right? Like, am I wrong? No. Like, it's it's insulting. It's And it's fucking hilarious that they... I probably view this as being like, oh, wow, look at this really good move we're doing for women. It's like, you motherfuckers. Because... You know, I was talking to uh, Emma about this, this whole angle, because I wanted a woman's perspective. And she was talking about how, uh, you know, part of the problem with it is that, you know, a lot of the people's heat in this whole angle is towards the writers, not Carmella, which is true. So I think all you needed to do to fix the whole problem, because that's a lot of this, this angle generated super amount of heat. But a lot of the heat is towards WWE and the writers for booking it that way, right? Yeah, it's not on the performers. So how you transfer that to Carmella is you have her in her promo, I think, basically just fully embrace the strategy and basically just be, like, anti-feminist and fuck you and be, like, say something along the lines of, like, yeah, you know what? I could have fought in the same way that you guys did and took in the hard, you know, taken the hard road to the title. But guess what? There's this stupid guy, James Ellsworth, and I'm able to get him to do whatever the fuck I want by just saying him, you know, telling him to do it. And guess what? None of you are smart enough or pretty enough to have some guy just be your slave like he is to me. And I'm just taking advantage of the gifts that I have. So you can be jealous all you want, but I won the title legitimately, or yeah, I won the briefcase legitimately. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. Like, I think that would have been perfect. Like, if yeah. her just embracing the heat. And, and then Ellsworth so, just sitting there accepting it. Like, yeah, right, exactly. yeah I'm an idiot. <laughs> Right, he's like, whatever, she's hot, like, I don't care. (laughs) I'll look like a total cuck. (laughs) And then I think the perfect follow-up would be, so you still have the whole Dana Bryan is, like, trying to address the controversy, because it is a controversial type of finish. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is say, well, you did win the title, you won the briefcase, but because you did in such a shitty manner, I'm going to give each of these women a chance to get the briefcase. So every week, starting now, for the next four weeks, as long as you still have the briefcase and you haven't cashed it in yet, you're going to have to defend it against one of these four women. So then, like, she would have a match against Charlotte, one against Becky, one against Tamina, one against Italia. And then, mm-hmm. you know, through various heel shit, she could, like, win each one. And I think that would really help her, too, right? You know, help keep developing the heel character, and just it's also a story to follow for the next couple of weeks. Yep. Right? Like, why not? I think that would be great. And it would fit in, like, the whole Daniel Bryan's, like, character of, like, well, yeah, I still kind of want to punish heels, but it wouldn't be totally hypocritical and punishing to women and bullshit. (laughs) It would have promoted competition, which is what SmackDown's about. Yeah, it's supposed to be the less talking, more fighting show, right? Less talk, more fight. Less talk, more fight. Speaking of fighting, I'm going to launch on you for the fan question of the week. 
this is a doozy. Can you can you please record yourself doing the? Burr, 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 burr. No, because I I can't do that worth my life. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> but like instead of us having the actual sound effect, <laughs> oh, it's just you. That's when we hit the button. It's you doing it. Like oh, burr, 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 burr. no, because I would because I'm the one who has to edit this shit, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna torture myself like that. <laughs> if you were editing it, you could get away with it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the question is after uh, so in Reigns' promo this week, he re- mentioned again to the the crowd's ire that he retired the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. In lieu of retiring people, uh, who should be the one who retires John Cena someday? Ooh, shit! Yeah, <laughs> how do you like them apples? That's a tough fucking question. I'm going to give you my gut reaction, and I, I'm going to have to work on how I explain it. Uh, I think it should be Kevin Owens. Wow. Did not expect that. Okay. Yeah, I think... So, we'll have to get to your answer, too, at some point. But maybe as I talk, you'll be able to think and come up with an answer. Uh, so, I'll, I'll give you my gut reaction. Ooh, gut reaction? All right, tell me. Is AJ Styles. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but then my... My logic kicks kicks in and goes, AJ isn't like the young guy. So yeah. I, that's what when you said Kevin Owens, my immediate thought was yes, one of their. But Kevin young Owens guys. isn't really young either. True, but uh, he's younger than Cena or AJ. AJ and Cena, I think, are the same age. Yeah, I think you're right. They're the same age, but yeah, Kevin Owens is like what only a couple of years younger. <sighs> he like they Cena and AJ should be in like their late thirties, right? I think Owens may be early 30s. You might be right. But yeah, so my justification for that was uh, you know, Kevin Owens plays up a lot in his uh, story uh, about how he entered WWE's main roster by taking out Cena mm-hmm. on his first night, and then in their first match together, he pinned him and beat him. So I think that would be a really great story to play on, Of that it's like, hey, you know, my first match, I came in here and I beat you, and now I'm going to finish you. Like, I'm going to finish where I started when I came into WWE. Like, that was really one of my greatest missions was to end you. Mm-hmm. And then you could even, like, get really into, like, the personal angle of, like, how, you know, John Cena was his son's favorite wrestler. And there could be, like, this weird jealousy bit of how it's like, well, I wanted to destroy you because then I would be his favorite. Yeah, if you're not in the picture, then I'm my son's favorite. Right. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot you could do there, yeah. And Kevin Owens is one of the few guys who's just so damn good all around. Not only from a match quality perspective, but he can hang with Cena on the mic. Oh, and, definitely. And he had a good chemistry with Cena. Mm-hmm. But that's also why Styles is a really great choice because they have really great chemistry too. Yeah, Styles I see as like the, it's like when they first fought and it was like the the TNA guy versus the WWE guy. And yeah. so it could be that, like, it could be that story again of, like, I had to fight and claw my way to the top. You were just given it as soon as you entered the WWE. And then, like, when, when AJ wins, mm-hmm. it could be, like, see, if you really, like, fight hard on the independence and work your way up, you truly are the better wrestler. You know, it would be a really cool sort of thing to add on to a thing like Cena and Styles is say that it's like both of those guys put their career on the line yeah 
and being that it's like you know just there's such an intense rivalry between them and that it's like well we want to for once and for all forever prove who is the best between us mm-hmm. and the loser has to leave like that's it mm-hmm. that would be intense as fuck that could definitely main event of race wrestlemania absolutely holy shit I think both of those would be really good. Although, I don't know, like, now that I talk about it, I actually think I'd actually rather watch your match. Like, the, <laughs> the career versus career? Holy shit. Well, you, you came up with that idea, so... But you but you were like, you had the gut reaction to know that Styles is the right opponent. So then we got the right opponent, and then we just had to build the story. So there we go. Oh, man. That would kick so much ass. Only we'd be really good one. I'd be so fucking mad if Cena won. <laughs> like, that'd be the ultimate troll move, though. WWE would be like, all right, fine, we'll book the match, but then Cena will just win. Fuck! LOL, Cena wins. LOL, Cena wins. The ultimate <laughs> Cena meme win. Oh, my God. Put a bullet through my fucking brain. Just Cena flipping off all the hardcore fans? <laughs> that would be, finally, Cena would turn heel. Like, how would you not, if you retired AJ Styles? <laughs> Motherfucker. Mm. Yeah, Alright, we're working ourselves into a shoot about an angle. <laughs> that is not happening. WWE, don't take this idea. Unless unless it's the one we said already where AJ Styles wins. Don't, yeah. let, <laughs> don't let Cena win. We'll sue you if Cena wins. <laughs> we'll sue you for, uh, what, uh, copyright infringement of the idea? Mm-hmm. Alright. It's Good our plan. idea Good first. Plan. We put it on the air first. <laughs> so it's our idea. TM. Yeah. Cena, Cena, retire Styles, TM. Can't do it. <laughs> Done. That's how it works legally. <laughs> Done. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. So let's let's talk about. Uh, so on Raw, we had the formation of a new stable, Miz's Entourage. What do you think? Yep. I think it's great. I mean, you're just adding fuel to the fire that is working with Miz and Maurice. So. Maybe I'm worried about what. How do you think the chemistry is going to be affected? Like, do you think that Miz and Maurice are still going to be able to have the good things that they have going with Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas in the works? I guess we're going to have to see. Um, I think they'll be fine. Um, obviously, I think WWE is usually good at this kind of stuff. Of like, if it doesn't work out, they'll kind of reverse it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think there's a very easy out too. Just like Miz is temperamental enough that if he gets pissed off, like they could just if they want to get rid of one of these guys out of the stable, he can just fucking skull crushing finale get. get out of here. And then like he could do the Hollywood thing. He brought me a coffee with milk instead of cream. Like, oh fucking perfect. There yeah. you go. Because <laughs> I've tried it. Like I think out of these two, I almost would have rather Bo Dallas be old Bo Dallas as like his manservant bitch. Mm-hmm. And like pep talker, <laughs> like you're the greatest like, actor since like, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You just have to believe. Yeah, you're an even greater actor than uh The Rock. <laughs> yeah, than Tom Hanks. The <laughs> exactly, just going through all the different shit. And like, you could do the victory laps for Miz. Like Miz could command him to do victory laps for him. Yeah, and I'll have like signs like best actor equals Miz. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Or what if they uh, dug out of the doldrum somewhere? Bring back uh, Sandow as Ms. Dow. <laughs> he did leave TNA, so. Oh my! Oh, and then Ms. Dow could then have a uh, Dana Brooke 
as like the weird stunt double for Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> as like this really weird, you know, buff but also blonde chick. Literally like, a stunt to... double, right? <laughs> yep, like a buff go. version of me. <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. Uh, anyway, moving on. Yeah, because I, th- I think the entourage is a good idea. It's a nice... Yeah. We'll fucking experiment with it, see how they do with the next couple of weeks, and we'll criticize I mean, shit. They bad. weren't weren't doing anything with Curtis Axel and Bodell, so yeah, at least they're on fucking get TV, some on again, TV I guess. Exactly. Hopefully, they're not in those bear costumes every week. But <laughs> this is what two weeks in a row that we've had a bear costume. Three weeks or three weeks, right? Because we had the celebration. I guess um, the danger is in whether Vince finds the bear costumes funny. Yeah. If he does, if, then they're probably going to be in bear costumes all the time. It's like, oh, well, it's Miz and the Miz Bears. <laughs> the entourage of his Miz Bears. Because, like, all right, so if he does that, is there any implication that maybe Miz is a furry? <laughs> is that possible? Possible. <laughs> or Vince's. <laughs> or the Vince's. That could be. Yeah, bears really get me off. Oh, bears. Oh, they're so big. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, let's uh get out of Vince McMahon's sexual fantasies and uh So Roman Reigns. And it's No, fuck Roman Reigns. I want to talk about Braun Strowman bursting out of that ambulance. <laughs> that was fantastic. I ain't finished with you yet. <laughs> I love Braun. He's such a he's so fucking awesome. Well, can we talk about how ridiculous that Roman Reigns comes out and it's just like I want the winner of uh, Brock or Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe comes out and is like, who are you to ask for that? Like, And then fucking Roman Reigns turns around and is like, fuck you, I'm not even calling you Samoa Joe, you're just Joe. I'm denying yeah. you your name and your heritage. Because you're not part of the Anawi family, you can't be Samoan. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Is Roman Reigns not like the most elitist heel piece of shit? <laughs> I wonder like, though if that's how the actual uh, Atawai family like, feels. Maybe <laughs> if if you're trying to get into wrestling and you're Samoan and you're not in their family, they're just like just fuck go you. fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself, Samoa Joe. You're not Nanoi. You're not Samoan. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm so glad that Samoa Joe kicked the fucking shit out of him later that night. Oh, like, Coquina Clutch was amazing. Joe is I fucking love Samoa Joe dude I, I'm actually looking forward to like I really hope they let him have some real offense on Lesnar I think they will I, th- I think they are I think you're starting to see that there was this shift of like we didn't have a plan for Samoa Joe now we do and now we're letting him do his thing yeah it, I, I don't know how much this really fucking matters but there was like an actual real significant interest in this angle like a lot of people fucking watch this like a lot more compared to just like other shit that they've like done and even like other Brock Lesnar angles like which is like the other social media engagement like how many people watch the YouTube how many people watch the whatever like Mm -hmm. people were really fucking into this so who knows like if this does well enough then maybe they'll actually look at Joe and be like hey you know what maybe you can be a kind of priority well I mean because he's the best opponent for Brock yeah I think he is Braun might be really good though next for SummerSlam yes but just for size alone but like Samojo is the guy like oh dude he's an ass kicker like he will yeah take it to Brock I have I fucking love Samojo like I I, I think you can't even sell me on Samojo because I already bought him 
so it's like <laughs> not like that i own him but just you know i've already bought in um but um uh, something i want to criticize real fucking bad is uh rollins's preachy ass promo yet again oh with, my god with that fucking cover unveil it's like this isn't my cover it's, it's our your... cover and then the fans going like you deserve it and i was like wait what like oh my god and then fucking like bray wyatt actually did call him out on it in his fucking promo mm-hmm. Saying as one of bray's best promos so far yeah actually it's weird enough that like these guys actually from a promo perspective were actually doing very well against each other because they're kind of just calling each other out on their bullshit yeah because then like uh last time yeah rollins was calling out yeah wyatt on all of his shit he was like what are you a king of like why why do you keep saying this you haven't done anything like yeah you haven't done anything you're just a fucking loser <laughs> you live in a crack den and then brace feelings got hurt and then he was like oh well guess what bitch you're just trying to be a messiah when everybody knows you're a scumbag are you trying to do all this preachy shit of saying this our cover you're pathetic he's like damn this is this is the shadiest feud ever <laughs> this is the shadiest feud right now uh got anything else from raw now, because we already talked about enzo and Cass, so let's yep. talk, jump over to smackdown we already talked about the women's money in the bank shit um, so we're redoing that. Let's see. Uh, I thought Ziggler and Nakamura actually had a really fucking good match. Yeah. I, I thought it was even better than their Backlash match, to be honest. Definitely. Um, I think the, the Money in the Bank followed by this was like two great matches in a row for Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I, I, you know, we didn't even actually talk about it that much in the match, but I thought Shinsuke, when he came back out, he was on fucking fire, dude. Like, yeah, he was. That was like... He like had I, been, I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna just gonna say like a couple weeks ago I think I said it like we haven't seen him really turn it on in the main roster mm-hmm. and Money in the Bank was it. Absolutely, he really fucking turned on the gas like to the point, dude, where you know how much I was fucking criticizing you for thinking that he was gonna win. Yeah, for like a minute there when he was really <laughs> trashing everybody, I thought I was like, holy shit, is he gonna win? Is he gonna win? And then I was like, oh no, no, Baron, of course, Baron Corbin's gonna win. <laughs> shit joe was right oh fuck uh, no never mind no, no. i was like god damn it i'm right again <laughs> i hate it when i write about this shit oh but, but uh, yeah fantastic was, match between the two yeah, of them great match and a uh, good match even though it was fucking short and needs to be longer because they need to do it again was chad gable versus uh kevin owens oh dude chad gable just showed how good he was yet again so I've got an idea for you, and whether mm. it comes off of eventually taking it off of Owens through like another open challenge or a feud, I would really like at some point American Alpha, like either Chad Gable or Jason Jordan, to win the U.S. title. And I can see this going two different sort of interesting ways, based on whether they're faces or whether they're heels. Because as heels, they could do kind of like a co-U.S. champion sort of thing, that it's like you never know which guy is going to defend Mm-hmm. like some sort of situation like that where like they breed like it's part of their character that it's like you know they are the american alpha they are the greatest american wrestlers so they're like we're never gonna let other people have the u.s title so they're yeah. constantly we've going been to forward. the olympics for america right that sort of shit um or like as faces they could do a thing where like say chad gable wins it or something then you know, there's still a team, like, every once in a while they would have tag team matches and stuff, but then Chad Gable would be defending the title, and every once in a while, like, say Jason Jordan is also trying to become the number one contender and stuff, but then he could just 
you know, they could do face versus face, just like straight competition of like, hey, we, because we're the American Alpha, we're focused so much on athleticism. We want to see even between us who is the best athlete. And it could be just like a straight face versus face thing. You could kind of turn it into like, you know, maybe one guy gets jealous and turns heel eventually. Like you I would love though just to see the face versus face thing though. Like just uh, the, yeah. that'd be like, awesome. We just want to see who's better, and then everyone's okay with whatever happens in the end. Right. Like I think that'd be a really awesome like SummerSlam or a WrestleMania mid card match. Is like these two guys just being like, hey, we want to find out who is straight up the legitimate best between us. Say they even did like an Iron Man or like a submissions only, like some sort of like very technical feeling match. To make it really feel like we want to find out who's the best, like two out of three falls, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really cool. I would love to see that, and just yeah, just face versus face, that'd be perfect. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, I'm just always tired of the as soon as a team wants to face each other, they have to break up thing. So right. So actually, all right, that's my pitch. I think that'd be the best idea they have right now going forward for like build towards a, a wrestlemania match for the u.s title mm-hmm. and as long as they get on tv i'm happy mm-hmm. let's see so that was smackdown yeah, uh, let's see 205 live else. not a whole lot you know there was a swan and neville's match was pretty damn good i thought yeah um, and then then we had uh these kind of what's it anti <laughs> uh segments from each other of mm-hmm. uh, austin aries uh, proposing the idea of turning heel with uh, Jack Gallagher. Yeah, Gallagher what an going... interestingly sort of premise of a promo. like, hey, Gallagher, what if we turned heel together? <laughs> He's like, uh, I'd rather not. Uh, all right, well, you still kind of want to be friends? All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had uh, uh, TJP talking with uh, Rich Swan about going face. <laughs> Yeah, like Rich Swan's trying to convince because this is I think they did this what two weeks ago or something like that, when uh, uh, Swan talked to him backstage. I think it was right before TJP had his title match, and he was yes. like, "Hey man, you should turn face." And TJP was like, "I don't know, man." <laughs> but then this week he was like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I will turn face again." <laughs> yeah, Neville's kind of a dick. <laughs> like, this seems like it's kind of doomed to fail, though, right? Like, if we're already telling, it's like, hey, look, we're just going to decide to turn TJP face again. It's like, well, he really wasn't getting much of a reaction before. So maybe you should wait until people want him to turn face before you just decide to turn him face. Maybe do something maybe. more with his character. Or, you know what? Maybe this is leading to something. Maybe he's trying to sucker Swan in. And then he's going to be even more heelish. Maybe. I mean, just do something with him because so far... He- Ever since after the Cruiserweight Classic, he has just fell flat to me. I, actually, I thought his uh, alliance there with Neville, I thought he was really good when he first turned heel there. Yeah, uh, I I'll give that. him a little bit, but ever since, like, now it's been nothing. Yeah, well, because, yeah, the alliance is done now, so he doesn't have, like, somebody to be a heel with, so he either mm-hmm. needs to decide to be a heel on his own or buddy up with somebody and be heels together. <laughs> like, Yeah. Because I think he was actually doing pretty well with the heel gimmick. Like, it's kind of being, like, this shitty little annoying heel. Like, he's not necessarily who's going to beat you, but, like, he's going to goddamn annoy you. And he can do a lot of little, like, tricky shit that pisses you off in a match. Like, I thought he was working it. Yeah. He can be a millennial heel. 
Exactly, dude. He is a good millennial heel. You're right. Yeah. He has a lot of those little annoying millennial traits, and he looks really young. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that looks like it's going to be pretty fucking awesome, to be honest, is uh, Last Woman Standing match that they're advertising down at NXT coming up in uh, next week, I believe. Next week or the week after? I can't remember which. I think it's next Let week on the 400th my... episode. Because they have Oscar versus oh, Nikki right. and then yes. Rod versus Rudy. Or, geez, Rude versus Roddy. <laughs> Rod versus Rudy. <laughs> We're going to whip Rudy with this rod and see how long it takes for him to cry now. <laughs> it's uh, a Rod match. Rod match. <laughs> you know, Oscar versus Nikki Cross. I think that's going to be fucking stellar. I, I mean, I, I, we expect Oscar to win, I assume. Yes, uh, it is next week. Um, and then I guess put Nikki Cross to rest as far as the opponent for now and then build back up Ember Moon for mm-hmm. like the SummerSlam match, I guess. Yeah, that's their next takeover. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. she just beat uh, Peyton Royce, I believe, right? Was that the other match that they had this week? Yes. Was Ember, yeah, Ember Moon, Moon versus Peyton, Peyton Royce. Perfect. So she beat Peyton Royce. Then she can beat like uh, you know, Ruby Riot or Nikki Cross to get the number one contendership. Mm-hmm. But I think this will be a fucking pretty cool match, though. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the debut of, as you informed me before we started recording, uh, Sonya Deville, which was, she's apparently been in a couple other matches before NXT, but this is the debut of the MMA gimmick with her. Um, and I liked it. I think it's something a little different. Yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, she's definitely very, very you know, unpolished, but it's... It's mm-hmm. something to work with. I think it's the right type of gimmick for her. Yes, because like you can definitely she, tell, like she's she's good at the fighting aspect because she actually has MMA experience. Exactly. But she's not a huge character yet, so it makes sense to kind of make her this sort of guy or girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just like it because it's different. I don't think we've had an MMA woman gimmick yet. So yeah, well, you know, she needs to get in there now before they uh, if they ever decide to do something with like working a deal with Ronda Rousey if she retires. <laughs> And then goes to WWE. They need to. She's do it now. Otherwise, it's like, well, too bad. Ronda Rousey's way more popular. Uh, well, there's there's talk of uh, Rousey's one roommate, uh, Shayna Baszler. Mm. She is an MMA fighter as well. And there's talks that she's signed to do the women's tournament. Oh, the May Young Classic tournament thing. Yes. Ooh, shit. Uh oh. So watch out, girl. <laughs> you already got an MMA competition. <laughs> Uh, and then we had Aleister Black uh, against Cassius Ono. I thought this was a pretty decent match. Yeah. Uh, really glad that Black got the win. I would. Oh yeah. That would have been fucking shit if they had uh, given it to Cassius Ono there. Um, but I'll give it to Cassius. He had a better uh, outfit today. Yeah. Well, ever He's... since he ditched the white, I think that was you know a crucial yeah. move. Yeah. Um, but so my my other kind of note about this is like I I think it was kind of simultaneously a good thing and a bad thing that Halister Black went against such a bigger opponent Mm -hmm. like still winning was good because it's like oh well look he could still beat a guy that was that much bigger than him but I I feel like it was too early in his run to have had so much of a struggle against somebody Mm -hmm. you know because like up until this point he's just had the squash matches yeah so I think he needed to have like a slightly longer match first just to like not because he can't handle that match length but just like to maintain more of his mystique of a character yeah that's that's kind of what I was thinking like it's it's a minor note because I think this is still good this is fine but I just would have held off on this maybe like another month or so yeah like give him another program with somebody else first that's gonna 
you know, give them a quicker match and then move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the advertisement for Bobby Roode defending the title against Roderick Strong. Yes, so we have the vignette. 400th episode of NXT. Yes, we have the vignette of Roddy walking backstage with his wife and Rude walking by saying, uh, how would you like to be with a real man? Mm-hmm. And Roddy flipping shit. <laughs> this this really made up for when he uh, didn't talk back to Rude before. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Because he really like gave it to him. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm really looking forward to this match now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it, because, like, you could see it in both of their eyes, like, how much they were selling that they wanted this match, like, you know, Bo- you know, obviously Roddy going off on Bobby, but then even Bobby, too, like, screaming and taunting back at him about how it's like, fine, you want your title match? Like, we'll have a title yeah. match. Like, you know, he wants it, too, and he wants to, you know, his pride is provoked now. He wants to prove that he's better. Mm-hmm. And so, ordinarily, I would have absolutely said uh, Bobby Roode retains, but... This is the 400th episode of NXT. And WWE's real big on, like, doing big shit on, like, these numbered episodes of things. So I think Roddy might win. Um, I'm predicting you Roddy said, to win. But you think he might not hold it for long. Yeah, I don't think he'll hold it for very long. Um, just because I don't think... Well, I don't know. That's just a gut feeling that I have. Because I think they'll probably want to put on McIntyre pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll they'll put it on him before long, but um, I think Roddy could win here. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think they've built him up well enough with the vignettes, and now with this uh, clip of him going after Rude, mm-hmm. I, I think it's possible. Yeah, if you're ever going to capitalize on Roddy Strong, you probably have to do it now, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because, like, he's, he kind of struggles a little bit in that charisma department, so it's harder to get invested in him. So right now they've got some steam with him, so they have to... I think they've got to go and see. Like, just how much can they capitalize? And, you know, fucking, like, put it on the title with him and then, like, you know, start building up some challengers and see how well it goes. If it doesn't go well, then, yeah, try put it on McIntyre or whatever. But if it's going yeah. well, then maybe keep it on for a little while. Fuck it. Like, I could see him being the type of guy they'd keep in NXT for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's just kind of the reality of it. He's just, he's one of those guys, he's like a shorter white guy. <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of those. So, they're probably not too, uh... Like, I mean, they fucking just put Ty Dillinger up on SmackDown, and he's been off TV for, like, what, the last month? Where's he been? <laughs> did, did you say there was a missing sign with it, with his face on it in the crowd last week? Yeah, so like they just threw Ty Dillinger up there and he's been doing nothing, so why would they throw Roddy Strong up there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Unless, I mean, if, even if he holds the title for a short time and stays down in NXT, I think that'll be fine. Yeah, I, th- I think at this point, fuck it. Like, you know, Roots had a good reign. I think it'd be fine to pass it off to Roddy because he's a good, like, he's got a good story right now and he doesn't have to hold the title for long. You know, mm-hmm. like, him winning the title is almost kind of enough in of itself. Like, I'd be fine if he dropped it like a month or two later. To be honest, like I don't care if he holds it for that long. I think just it would be good to pay off this angle, you know, of him like really getting this rev back up because he's behind his family now and he's inspired by them to succeed. And then he beats Bobby Roode, like he gets the big win, hooray! Yeah. A babyface beats a big heel, yay, yay! And then and you know, I think it'll be a good, uh, 
shot in the arm for uh, Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Bobby Roode, either he can go back after the title, he could stick around NXT, or they could try and bring him up to the main roster somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where they'd put him at this point. I don't know. What, what would you do with Bobby Roode? Uh, I think he could go on the main roster. I, th- I would give him, like... So if he lost the title right now, I'd give him, like, another feud to kind of... Mm-hmm. Kind of put like, somebody else over on NXT? Yeah, and then move him up to the main roster. You know what? Would you would you have him feud with maybe Drew McIntyre? Have Drew McIntyre go after the previous champion in, like, another feud leading up to? Because then you could mm-hmm. have Roddy Strong feud with, like, Kashisona, with, like, Hideo Itami... Oh, there's definitely a lot of options, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, something like that. I, d- I just want a long feud with him just to flush out the character just a bit more, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then debut him on the main roster. I mean, because he was ready for the main roster as soon as he was signed, so. I don't know. I think he I think he needed to go down to NXT and refine this gimmick. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, so much of it is entrance that, like, he had to kind of figure out, it's like, all right, what else do I do? Mm-hmm. Because the entrance was so good that like people were already fucking apeshit for it, but then it was like, all right, it's like, all right, now I gotta do something with all this heat. Yeah. And I think he figured it out fairly quickly. Like, he's been doing a good job, but I think he did need that time. Yeah. All right, Lucha Underground. Yeah, Lucha Underground. So we had a continuation of the Cueto Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of quick matches here. So we had a uh, Cage destroying this. Uh, Vince Massaro got all he didn't destroy him nearly enough I wanted this to be a straight squash match but uh also punches him with the gauntlet and no head explosions yeah he punched him with the gauntlet three times and he just bled a little bit from the head like either Vince Massaro is like a fucking amazingly tough god or uh Cage I guess decided not to turn on the head exploding powers (laughs) at that moment can you imagine that (laughs) it's revealed that Vinny is like some god (laughs) He could just sustain blows to the head like he has an undestructible head. Or he's like, oh, a, like a Luke Cage or a Wolverine type. He has like self-healing or metal skin or something. But he's just like a fat he's, Italian guy other than that. He's got an adamantium. I have an adamantium stomach. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so we had that happen. Um, we had Mascarita Sagrada losing to uh, Luchasaurus. And uh, the possible revelation that Mascarita Sagrada is the Rabbit King? Possibly. Uh, or either because that or Paul London's just fucking losing his brain. I was going to say, because Paul London said so. But, I mean, fuck it. Like, Mascarita Sagrada doesn't have a storyline. Because, like, he was kind of doing the thing with uh, Son of Havoc, but they haven't really done anything with that lately, so... Maybe this will be the storyline now. Is uh, he he didn't realize that he was the Rabbit King, but he he was always the Rabbit King. <laughs> yeah, very much possibility. Uh, we had Phoenix defeat Mariposa. Solid fucking match. Yep, great workers. Uh, and we're building up some sort of storyline here now with uh, Phoenix and uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on her name? Melissa Melissa Santos. Yeah, but Marty as well being a creeper. Yeah, and they've been building that for a long time where he's the creeper on it, which is yeah. perfect because then they're going to meet in the next round. So then I'm sure she'll get involved with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we got some tease too because like, so Marty had a match as well against uh, that other rabbit guy. 
the fucking crazy uh, Saltador. Saltador, that's right. Uh, and end up winning, which actually I thought that Saltador guy was really rocking the kind of goofy gimmick. Mm-hmm. He did a very good job with the physicality of it. Um, but Marty got the win, and uh, we had an angle where Marty was at backstage with Marty Posa teasing some animosity between the two because yeah, of his she... obsession with Melissa. Yeah, has made him turn on his family and therefore weak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah, whether well, I guess we we know we won't get it in the tournament now because Phoenix won. Uh, but I think at some point we're going to get a match between these two. And my question to you is: Is it possible to turn either of these two face, or do you just do heel versus heel in this? I think Marty could turn face. I think you could have like the. Really? I think you could do like the. He was under mental duress slash like right maybe but he's like a woman beater and a stalker and like potentially incestuous like i don't know he's but i just don't see him as like mentally there during these things so Mm. so then you just play up the extreme sympathy of mental illness yeah like he was raised in this horrible family so he hasn't known better and Mm -hmm. now he's finally seen the light kind of like when a punk brought in luke gallows to the straight edge society well you know no no he can't see the light that would that would fuck up his whole thing then it would ruin it <laughs> he needs to go even crazier he needs to realize what they did to him and then just be like well fuck you like you made me crazy and horrible like this so i'm just gonna fucking murder you <laughs> go like real intense and hardcore with it that would be awesome then torture him, like, mariposa to, like exactly how, like, kidnapper uh, and, yeah what how marty did with um with sexy star yeah yeah sexy star there you go that would be a really good undercard match for ultima lucha trace mm-hmm. uh it was that did we go through all the matches uh yeah because it was just the quid yeah. matches yeah yeah so i think that's that's pretty much it for the the week of wrestling unless there was yeah. a, a, something you wanted to talk about oh missed. One piece of news. Uh, mm. Did you hear the new NXT announcer? Oh, yes. Welcome back to Mauro Ronaldo. De- yeah. Uh, so I think that's definitely a, uh, oh, shit, we left. We let one of the best announcers in the world go. Um, oh, how do we bring Joe, him back? That is not why they did that. You know why they brought him back. Come on. What, to keep him quiet? No, because he's calling the Mayweather-McGregor match. They want to capitalize no. on that shit. Okay. I mean, so it was announced on the same week, but apparently this has been in talks almost since he left. According to the rumor stuff. So I, you never know. Maybe, well, maybe there were some sort of talks from before that, but I, I'm sure if there were talks, like, this really accelerated. As like, soon right, as like, offer him something he now. might have said, hey, I'm announcing Mayweather-McGregor, and they were like, oh shit, we got to get on it. Yep. What do you want to do? And he was like, Anything not dealing with NXT. JBL and they were like NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I don't know. And I in my head I saw it as Triple H going, "We're dumbasses for letting him go. I'm getting him on my brand." Maybe. Actually, you no. Know, maybe that would be part of it too. Is like if mm. uh, you know Triple H was stepping in because there was I know there was some sort of rumor what the other week of like more tension between Triple H and Vince, but maybe this could be a move of Triple H being like, "Hey, you know what." I understand that you know JBL is one of your boys, and you're gonna fucking defend him to the end of the earth. Uh, give me Mauro Ronaldo, let him be on my brand down here, and I'll show you how good he is. 
Yeah, well, I, th- I think that Vince has to know how good he is. He wouldn't have fucking decided to hire him if he didn't think he was good. True. So I think he knows that Mario Bernal is good. He just doesn't fully appreciate why he's as good as he is mm-hmm. and has, you know, fucking stupid boner for JBL and guys like JBL. Mm-hmm. That And his boner for guys like JBL outweighs his uh, semi-understanding of why Mario Bernal is a good commentator. <laughs> yes, very true. Because, like, like, if he had any ounce of real intelligence in that matter, other than having his stupid boner, he would have just been like, all right, look, JBL, you suck at commentary. Not even that he had to fire JBL, just fucking get him off commentary and get him away from Mauro Bonallo. Mm-hmm. He's not good in commentary anyway. Mauro Bonallo's good in commentary. Let JBL do something else that maybe he doesn't suck at. Yeah. I mean, I imagine he has to be good at something, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not commentary. <laughs> get him off. Um, but yeah, thank God Mauro Bernal is back. NXT is going to be even better now. Yeah, so it's going to be Mauro Bernal, uh, Nigel McGuinness, and Perry, Percy Watson. Ugh, fuck Percy Watson. Can we just have Mauro Bernal and Nigel McGuinness, please? Oh my God, that, that'd be really great. Be, yeah, it would. You know, maybe maybe they can team up and bully uh, Percy Watson into leaving the commentary team. <laughs> But then when he leaves WWE, like we don't care if we won't offer you anything. <laughs> so can I come back on Raw? No, SmackDown. No, like superstars. No. What is is this like a a diversity thing that WWE just has to decide? It's like, well, you know, we all know that a two man commentary booth is really how it's supposed to be done. Look at all the other countries of commentary booths that we have for all the other pay per views, and all of them are two man booths. Except for ours, where we have to have a diversity, and we just throw a random black guy in most of the time. Like, oh, whether definitely. it's Baron, Byron Saxton, or if it's uh, Percy Watson. It's like, or uh, Otunga. You know, or Otunga. Like, yeah, here's just, a, here's just a black guy to throw on there. Because, so mm-hmm. like, anything, I think, honestly, just anything more than two people. It, like, just the rhythm of more than two people on commentary does not work. It makes it so awkward. It makes it so awkward. People don't know when to jump in and out. And like it, like what? How many functions do you need for commentary? Mm-hmm. You need two. You need play-by-play play. and color. That's it. That's it. Two people. Your play-by-play guy. Most of them are good like enough it's, it's to just, call the action and get your advertisements right. out there, and yeah, and your color guy is good at analyzing. Right. And it just it baffles me because you know Vince is so obsessed with you know keeping it seems to me you know like a tight budget and making sure that money is well spent and stuff like that and like why is he constantly wasting money on a third commentator for these booths? It's just stupid. And then even for a little while in fucking SmackDown when they had four guys like Jesus Christ, that was horrendous. But yeah, three <laughs> is bad. Um. Oh yeah, you know what we didn't talk about. Um. Uh, Mike and Maria Canellis debuting in WWE. Oh, what did you, right. you think about that? Thought it was a little weird with the whole love thing. But let's yeah. see where it goes. Yep. That's all I had to say about it too. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Moving on. Alright. I so... guess I guess they couldn't get enough of Ms. Maurice doing it, so they're like, let's do it again. <laughs> uh well the, in this one though they have it switched with the woman having the power, it seems. Right. Yeah. Although I guess I don't know, I feel like you could argue either way. Maybe Maurice has the power. Oh, Miz, I think she does. Very true. 
How, how much did he act like a little bitch trying to apologize to her when she was walking away? She didn't do any ounce of trying to apologize to him. So, I think... I think she'd be holding that chain. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Alright. I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, follow us on social media. Super Smart Brothers on Facebook. Smart, at Smart Brothers on Twitter. Super smart brothers at gmail.com. Keep rolling in with these questions. And then uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and our original home of Podbean. Yeah, peace out, everybody. And yeah, keep sending in the questions to the email. Because uh, we had, what was two weeks ago, we had who was the greatest intercontinental champion. This yeah. week was who should retire Cena. So yeah, good shit so far. Let's get some more good stuff in. I'll see you. Peace.